0: I've had um, million dollar, seven figure business centers that'll go, man, I'm just going to shut this puppy down, go get a job. At least then I get benefits and some vacation time. I
1: have, that's know? very common. That's it's- happened to women in the <laughs> broad network. I've seen their transition from entrepreneurship back to corporate because they just want a steady paycheck and their health insurance. Hello, everyone, and let's get carried away. My name is Carrie Murray, founder of the Brawn Network and host of Get Carried Away, a podcast that features female entrepreneurs, disruptors, game changers, leaders, and thought provocators. Provocators? That's not the word I wanted, but you get the jam. Today joining me is founder of Your Biz Rules, speaker and host, Leslie Hasler. I'm excited to have you. Every email starts with a howdy, and I love that. <laughs> Welcome, yes. Leslie.
0: Well, howdy. There you go. We'll say howdy <laughs> online, too. Yeah, it is something that is uh, spot on for our brand and spot on for who I am. So you'll never forget me, will you? Because you know how I, I always have- say howdy. You're the only person who says, howdy, Carrie, and
1: it's, rem- <laughs> it's memorable. Uh, Leslie is in Texas, um, and I'm here helps. in California. Um, she is a featured speaker at at the wealthy women's summit this August. Her topic at the summit is six proven ways to find where your small business is hiding your profit. She believes that revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is queen. I love that. (laughs) So glad (laughs) you're here. I'm so glad to get carried away with you. My first question is this. Yeah. If I were to go back in time and talk to 11 year old Leslie and say, Mm -hmm. Leslie, What Mm -hmm. do you want to be when you grow up? Would she say to me, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and
0: help women-owned businesses scale? No, she wouldn't (laughs) say that per se, but she definitely could see herself living in downtown downtown. Hair up in a bun, six inch heels, a pencil skirt, and being in business. So that's what people would ask me, like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And I was like, a ah, businesswoman. And that's all I knew. Right. And I actually cannot rock a pencil skirt to save my life. Uh, I do I like either. <laughs> buns. And unfortunately, my feet do not like six, six inch heels, but I did land in business. So I figure I got the big part right. That's
1: so, you know, what's so funny is so many people, when I ask that question, they're like, I wanted to be Madonna. I wanted to be a ballerina. I wanted to be a teacher. Nobody actually said I wanted to be a businesswoman and I'm a businesswoman. So that's incredible. Yeah, it is kind it's of tenacious. Isn't it? Thank you. That's so, so tell me about your journey into business then and developing your own business. I mean, did you, were you always went entrepreneurship? Did you start in corporate and make the switch over? What kind of led you to launch Your Biz Rules?
0: So I launched Your Biz Rules. I kind of say I was an accidental entrepreneur. So at that time um, with what I was doing, I was working for other small business owners and I kept getting laid off, not because Mm. I was bad at what I did or I didn't do my job. I mean, I spot on did everything I needed to do. And they would always say, oh, my God, we love you. We just can't afford you. Ah. So cash flow was an issue that kept me from keeping a job, even the ones I really loved. And at that time, I think that happened like three or four times. And I was like, I am over it. I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm going to go into business for myself. So I found out on the Wednesday that my last day was Friday and I opened up my oh, business on Monday. Right. Lots of planning happened there. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you know me, I'm quite the planner, but I just, I just went for it. I love that. So you just dived right in. Yeah. Just
1: let's do it. Love it. What do you think, um, was the thing that pushed you to
0: open your own business other than being fired? Like what was like at that time, my kids were young. So, um, 18 months and almost three years. So there's two boys, 17 months apart. I wanted to be able to be mom too mm-hmm. um i just i had told my husband when we first married and went i will be involved in my children's lives i just i'm not stay-at-home mom material it's like yeah. that's not the best version of me and so i'm always going to be doing something else and he thankfully was like yeah no problem my mom was like that too and i'm like yay um but i really wanted i wanted control over my own destiny you know i wanted to be able to do the work that i wanted to do because i really at that time enjoyed it um I wanted to make some money and contribute to my family and have that you know ideal work-life balance ha 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 uh, we all think we're gonna get when we come in business but it's the first thing we sacrifice and I sacrificed it too although not right away I mean that's kind of another story but when the recession of 08 and 09 came in I I did I sacrificed my work-life balance thinking that's what I needed to do to be successful I would tell that version of me as an entrepreneur that that's not a good plan. Um, mm-hmm. It actually doesn't work, um, but I learned a lot through the process. And that was, you know, the first business. Um, this is my second business. Your business Rules is a second business. And I founded that. Um, I think we're going on eight years ago. So yeah, eight years that's ago. great. Yeah.
1: You know, you bring up a very, very, two very good points. First, work-life balance. It's very difficult um, for women, especially if they want to be moms, um, and trying to be able to balance everything is very, very tricky. I'm glad you had the support system to support that. Um, I luckily have a great spouse who also supported my desire to, yes, be an involved mom, but I'm also not going to stay home and bake cookies and <laughs> go to Girl Scouts. I'll go to Girl Scouts, but... <laughs> like- <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, I'm I'll eat the cookies. Anyway, <laughs> the other thing you mentioned, um, so it's possible ladies, that was my point. It's possible yes. to do both. You just need support. Um, is you mentioned that you, the recession of 08 and 09, and now we're, we're bubbling. I feel like we're in the recession, honestly, with inflation. I don't know how much gas is in Texas, but here it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I feel like we're already kind of in the recession and everything, what do you have any advice for people to like how to prepare for that so we're not burning the candle at both ends that we're not going to get all, you know, like overwhelmed and, and sacrifice our sanity.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and it's a lot of what we're going to be sharing, you know, as part of the wealthy woman summit in talking about profits but you said it at the beginning of the story where revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is queen. Well, a lot of businesses and business owners only ever focus on revenue going, okay, one day I will make enough, we'll be big enough, we'll have done enough, we'll be good enough that the profit's gonna just appear. And there's no profit fairy, you know? And I, I always love to use the whole, I'm like, you carry you. You have worked long enough. You have worked hard enough here. Here is your profit. And somehow, that's what we think is going to happen. But it doesn't. And the answer to any uncertainty in the marketplace and the economy is cash. It really and truly is. And a lot of what we're going to share again at the summit, my clients going into COVID and some of them were drastically hurt. If it hadn't been for the cash management leading up and the cash management going through, they would have not survived. And they come mm-hmm. out there like smelling like roses. Not that it wasn't stressful, but sure, it was sure. doable. And that was the thing in my first in the 08 and 09 that I didn't realize because 0809, we had gotten into multiple six figures, like within nine months. I mean, it just whoosh took off and 08, It's like somebody cut my business in half like mm. threw half of it in the trash, put me in a box and taped it up with duct tape. And we're like, ha ha, see what you do now, you know? And it <laughs> Try was, to get out. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. It was stressful. I kind of label it my dark years because, you know, the Beatles talk about a hard day's night and where that title came through, that they were working so much that all they ever saw was night. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was trying to work my way out of a recession. And the truth is... It doesn't have to be that dire, it doesn't have to be that dark, but you've got to change how you look at cash and profitability in your business today. And that changes everything. Why do you think people are are fearful
1: to look at their cash, particularly women?
0: Why are we kind of scared of money? <laughs> You know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons, right? We have societal, we have money stories, we have how our parents thought about money, how our religion thought about money, how whatever. Um, we have experiences. So I haven't met anybody that doesn't have an experience. We all have them, either really good really bad, somewhere in the middle. Um, those color our decision, number one. Number two is most entrepreneurs' financial literacy is revolved around balancing a checkbook. So true. <laughs> okay. This is not balancing checkbook area. The second thing that kills us is everyone's afraid to pay taxes. Yes. And yes. so we then we support breaking even. But breaking even means no profits, nothing left over. Right. And you have right. one one hiccup, one client that doesn't pay, one employee that causes maybe some financial hardship, one anything. And you're kind of sunk. I think at the beginning of COVID, McKinsey and Harvard Business Review were both talking about the average amount of money that small businesses so not even the big guys. I'm talking about us, the people listening. They have on hand typically anywhere from five to 16 days worth of cash. So what does that look like? If you've ever worried about making payroll? Yeah, you're in that you're in that realm. Like Mm -hmm. if you worry about it, but you always make it. But then you don't pay yourself because you're really stressed out about it. That whole kind of thought process that goes on, you're kind of in that average. We like to get people into um, three, six. I have some clients to where their business dictates that we have nine months worth of cash on hand. And that is security and stability. Oh, yeah. But guess yeah. what? That first year, especially when you're building it, you're gonna pay taxes. That's okay. We plan for it. You know, we, we plan for it. Most of my clients are never surprised by their tax bill. They're surprised by how much money they have left over to then bonus themselves or bonus their team because of the structures and the strategies we put into place. Wow. That's, that's fascinating. So what, um, what's
1: an entrepreneur or small business owner feeling before they're like, I need Leslie in my life. I I don't, I can't, is it like they're feeling the pinch? Are they ready to expand
0: to team? Like, what are they kind of going through? They're going through a myriad of things. I kind of say this is the moment that they feel like they're in between a rock and a hard spot in that they've had some level of success like outwardly people are like you are such a rock star and and inwardly like yeah thanks i don't feel it (laughs) you know what do i have to show you you know they, they kind of feel that way and really in truth what it is is that the way that they've built their business is based on that you know someday i'll be enough to get profit and so they get to the point to where they realize they can't work harder they can't work longer They feel like the only way to get more income into the business is to grow, but that almost makes them want to cry like they it's like this whole war that goes on and like man I know I could be whatever that vision is. But I there's no more of me to get this business there, so now what am I stuck with i'm stuck with this is this even what I really wanted in the first place, and you go through a lot of inner work, <laughs> inner discussions. And it's really oh, yeah. hard to share that with people, but, you know, I've had, um, million dollars, seven figure business centers that'll go, man, I'm just going to shut this puppy down, go get a job. At least then I get benefits and some vacation time.
1: that's know? very common. That's it's happened to too women too cool. in the broad network. I've seen their transition from entrepreneurship back to corporate because they just want a steady paycheck and yeah. their health insurance. That's a big reason.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of the things we do so like for one client, what we wound up doing is they they came in and they were at 450 in revenue. Um, good revenue, but barely breaking even having to use debt and revolving credit in order to kind of float cash flow. We changed some things up, you know, obviously move some things around in nine months, we took them to 2 million and she took home like her person took home as much as her business had billed the previous year 450,000. Wow. So the steady paycheck, it's a fear. It's, it's real. I was working with a client on this the other day because we don't have the tools that show us that stability growing in our business because of the profitability, because it feels like, I don't even know why it's going to come or when it's going to come. You actually can build in a lot of that stability with the strategies and the tools that we use. And when you do, like I can typically show people yeah, you know, I was like, I can see your income for the next 12 months. I'm not worried. Are you worried? And they're like, well, maybe about this. And then we talk through why what we've done to mitigate it. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. We took care of that. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. We took care of that. What do you want to do? Let's go have fun. Let's go build a business, you know? And I think that's really where a lot of women entrepreneurs thrive is in that creative creation, you know, and being the visionary oh, for in sure. the business. Mm-hmm. And we just got to get you back there. And then we got to get the money right. And then we just allow things to flow.
1: Yeah. Do you notice there's when you, you know, work with a client or, or when you're first starting to that they feel shame or they're embarrassed to show you like their financials?
0: Yeah. Like, is
1: that part? Is that or is the little therapist Leslie have to come out then?
0: <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing we tell everyone is it's not our job to judge your journey. It's not our job to judge your numbers what we do is we come alongside you we guide you and we partner with you so you're not feeling like i don't know what to do next but we actually are here to help you go from wherever you are to wherever you want to be and that's our job so unfortunately yeah we all have those inner inner conversations Mm -hmm. sometimes i'm like yeah you would think i asked people to like take off their clothes or something (laughs) you know on the first meeting strip down (laughs) down but just so funny like when somebody's ready like when they have had it they're done they're like that is it I heard you and I want to start making some money now for myself and for my team and be able to do what I do they're like oh this this wasn't that scary and I'm like not really you know you just you've you've sat with this worry for so long that it's ballooned Mm. and I've got to let the air out of the balloon a little at a time so you feel safe but I'll show you how easy it can be So, but for sure, I think everybody has that feeling, um, or they get so stuck in a path that says, well, this is what I've always done. And it works for everybody else. I'm just going to be honest. It doesn't work for everybody else. It's just the people that it is working with. They're not talking about what they're doing because it's so different. It's Mm. so different from what everybody else thinks you should be doing. And so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a process, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a process that's evolving and, Revealing revealing but oftentimes what I find is that people have everything they need at their fingertips, especially if they've had a couple years in business. And it's just about realigning things reimagining how work gets done and how it comes into the business and how it flows out. In a way that supports the business owner and creates profits that when we get those two things, I mean the business growth goes shroom, and it just happens at any stage of business and it just happens.
1: Wow, that's that's incredible. I think one of what something you just said, I really, really appreciate is you said you partner with the small business as opposed to saying, we tell you what to do, because to me, that means like we're in it together. I'm going to show you I'm just not going to fix it for you. I really like that when you're working with a team or one entrepreneur or anything. How how does that journey? What does that journey look like when you're working with a, a small business owner?
0: Yeah, so we get that comment a lot from our clients. Is like, "Oh, you're you act as a business partner, but you have no equity stake in my business." And they're like, "Sometimes you care more about my business than I do." <laughs> I was <laughs> like, "I'm just help. I'm here to help you stay in the lane and keep on going, right?" But that's that's truly what we believe. We're in it together. We often say we're a hundred percent with you. We just can't be a hundred percent for you. Like Mm. I, I'm not the business owner at the end of the day. So I can't tell your team what to do. And I can't make sure you make that phone call or, you know, make sure you don't pull out another $5,000 out of your business out, you know, ahead of schedule, you know, it's like, that's your part. But if you partner with us, we partner with you. And if we run into roadblocks, we're going to do everything to get down in the trenches with you to find a way through around or above whatever it takes right so when we when we start we start with money for all clients because if we can fix your profit leaks in the business if we can get your cash flow right then you're going to feel a lot more stable and secure then you're going to be willing to do some of the other things that really get you to scaling and growing the business you want to be able to do you're going to feel like you can make investments like, for instance, I have a client today, or this week, what we've been working on what I shut down was six job descriptions, because we're hiring three people this week, <laughs> you know, and oh, we're like, wow. okay, we need to make sure these are ready to go, you know, when they start on day one, she couldn't do that if she was worried about money, you know, right, and she couldn't, you know, honest truth is, we're paying premiums on salaries, so. We'll do that. So we always work on the money and then we work on the growth and scalability. And then, like you said, partnering with them to see them through the whole process. Love
1: that. And it's I imagine it's different. The pace is different for different businesses and you adapt them accordingly. It's not like you got 12 weeks with me and that's it. (laughs) There's adaptability in
0: that. It is. And. For the clients where we're making big transformations and having big growth ideas, we obviously work with them at least 12 months, but sometimes it takes two years. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things with what we do, because it's so systemic and foundational and easy to do and maintain is when people stop working with us, they still get the same results. Provided they take the same actions, it still works. So it's not like I have I do have some magic and some, you know, mumbo jumbo, but it's not like it's all here. Like, we share it freely and we make sure that it it really fits with the client. And to your point is, some people like to go fast, some people are more deliberate. And we just have that conversation, like, where are you at? And we're here to help you keep moving along, but we're not here to pressure you. And we're not here to judge you, you know, we're just here to help. love that. What's, um... What's a common error you think an entrepreneur who's
1: starting out makes that they, that you would advise them to avoid that, that you've seen in your experience?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go back to how you treat profit. Mm. Uh, Don't treat it as a reward, treat it as an intention. So we talk about, you know, in product-based business, the concept is a minimum viable product. That's when you, you know you can sell. In service base and I think even for a lot of product basis what that MVP should be is minimum viable profitability and the name of the game is how small can you be to start turning a profit not how large how small. Because, then the business starts to feed itself, so I think we we don't think longer term long enough term on the financial side of the business and that's why growth doesn't create cash it devours it mm. But people try to use growth as a tool to create cash
1: you're so right i know <laughs> oh my god. i'm literally like oh my god i did that last week
0: <laughs> right and so what when we use growth as a tool to create cash and profitability what we're doing is we're we're making smart investments growth is a stage it's necessary you go in and out of growth you go growth to scalability growth to scalability like it's not growth and then scale forever it's it's kind of a circle but you've got to know what you're doing and if we can get cash forward in the business then you've got the cash to sustain right so that the growth can give you a return on investment it's just that growth investments typically take nine, 12, 18 months, and we think it's going to be nine days. (laughs) No, that's why it's called an investment. There
1: you go. It's not an ATM. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. I'm going to use that. You can write that down. You can put Um, that in a blog. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Let me ask you this. I know you're going to be sharing six at (laughs) at the conference, but I'm wondering if you could just tease us with two places we're hiding money in our business. You could just pick two.
0: I'm going to pick an obvious one, the one that everyone rebels against. That's price. (laughs) Oh, that's a big one. (laughs) That's a big one. Um, And I've got story on story on story on how what you're telling yourself and the reason why you can't is actually just your fear showing up. Yeah. Just we prove it time and time again. Now, don't go doubling your price without a plan. Come on. (laughs) you know, and, and knowing what's going to happen. But anyway, so price is one of those. And I think the other one I think is really about, I'll call it the sensuous moment. Have you heard, is it Jeff Foxworthy that talks about sensuous? It's yeah, a Texas yeah. word, you know, since you just go into the kitchen, would you get me some water? Sensuous. <laughs> sensuous. Think about it. Well, Carrie, since you're working on the website, would you mind adding a blog with eight categories and Hey, throw in a few articles while you're at it. And us as a business owner, especially when we're like, "Uh, oh, okay," or (laughs) we get angry or, you know, something like that. So the sensuous is kind of that is part of a scope creep Um. that especially service businesses or experiential businesses, it's really easy for that to erode your profits. So you do have to think about these things um, as you're managing your business. And those probably are, are two, the big two givvies, but the other oh, yeah. four yeah. are just as juicy. Mm, price and scale.
1: So, so true. I think I know when I first started, um, the price to be a member was $79 a year. <laughs> That's a steal. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Let me do the math here. So clearly <laughs> that had to change. It was yeah. not sustainable. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yes. And I had the mindset that nobody's going to want to be a part of this community for more than that. And I was wrong. Yeah. Um, so, and also the law of attraction, right? You're, if what you want is out there, you need to attract it. Not, and I was deflecting it by saying only $79. I only want $79 from you. Yeah live and learn. That was my first year. And that was 2012. So, <laughs> And a, a lot, hard year, right? A very hard. Year. Very, very hard. Yeah. It's almost like the daily grind. I couldn't get out of it. I was just like hours upon hours. And like you, I had two small children and, and I was just like working from home, but I wanted to be present, but I was like, grind, 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 social media, social media. Oh, blog, blog, blog. <laughs> I couldn't, it was just a rat race, a rat race. What? What's something, I mean, you must starting working with your clients, you must see them in the daily grind all the time. They must be exhausted. You know, what's the fastest way they can get out of it? Anyone listening right now, I'm sure you're grinding. Yeah. You've got to be
0: willing to get out of it. Mm, stop being comfortable. Like let me let me just put it, I've had it take some people like I can get you out of the day to day. You know and it's all about how quickly you are willing to go through the process because it's uncomfortable and here's what here's the reason why i think we get trapped in the day-to-day because coming into business our value is wrapped up in what we do i do a good job i was able to help Carrie, and she was happy and i made her life better i this is where i derive value as you become an entrepreneur the you should not be Slowly detaching yourself from actually doing the work, so you have to go through this transition to where your job is no longer about doing the work, but ensuring that the work gets done. Mm-hmm. That is a huge value shift. So I had a client where we, she, when we first started working, she wanted to go on a month long honeymoon to Italy with her husband. She promised because she works like a mad fiend, and he was like, "No email, no phone call, no text." And she like, oh. "Okay." She, you know. Yeah. you know, oh, and yeah. she's like, okay, I'll do that. And then she was like, I don't have any idea how that is going to happen. So we had nine months, we got her to nine months. She went to Italy, no email, no phone, no text. She comes back. She goes, Leslie, I had that palpitation, like at Sunday night when I was sitting down to look at my emails. So I was like, "I'll buy how many emails? She says 135. I was like, dang, that's good for a month." And she goes, what's even better is not a single one of them needed me. Within two weeks, she said, Maybe I need to go get a job. I don't know what my purpose and value in the business is anymore. Wow. Right? So it's real. And I said, is that really what you want to do? Or do we just need to redefine what your value and purpose and role is in the business? Because we were just focused on getting you out of. Italy for yeah, going to Italy, mm-hmm. going to Italy. So that is real. That's a real journey that you have to go to because your identity has to get redefined, and it has not to not be about the work. Mm. Dang, you're right. You hear, that? <laughs> you hear that,
1: everybody? The daily grind is just an excuse. <laughs> but you're right. We do, and I think we're raised that way, right? And our school systems are set up that way. You do the work at the end. Do the, your work you get the A, you know, you do this, you get to go to the next grade level and, yep. and everything. We're very indoctrinated with this mentality of go, go, go. Um, and you better go fast. Cause that person's going to take your job, especially mm-hmm. if you're a woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so you better We're be harder, lost
0: longer, faster, stronger. Right. But exactly. it's not, it's not really the cornerstone of success as an entrepreneur. It's focus, determination, you know, steadfastness, resiliency, those are cornerstones, but none of it's really about having to work yourself to, you know, to death. Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, and we have the hustle and grind mantra that's out there. Well, you tell any woman to hustle and grind, she's gonna take it to martyr level, yeah. you know? <laughs> she's gonna out hustle and out grind everybody because we also have this really need to like win and be the first, like you were saying, the fastest mm-hmm. and the first and da da da. And sometimes that's just not so helpful, yeah. I think
1: that's a brilliant thing to switch over to getting carried away about is the, I also agree, the hustle culture. Uh, I actually see it it's swinging now. We're all kind of being like, wait a minute, we got to stop saying this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we have to stop pressuring ourselves to hustle. Um, yeah. I've also thought when I first you know started entrepreneurship, it was hustle, hustle, hustle. To me, when I hear hustle, I think of like, I'm going to steal money from you. I'm going to hustle you. Oh, I I interpret it a different way as opposed to doing the hustle. Yeah. Okay. We're dating ourselves. Um, So on that note, that's a great note to end on. Um, I want to get carried away with you. Uh, First off, you know, coming out of a pandemic, so glad you were able to keep your business moving, shaking, doing all the things, helping your clients. I know for me, I thought nobody's going to want community in that. In a pandemic and i was so wrong people were (laughs) dying for community um but what did you keep yourself busy with were you one of those people that baked did you start sewing were you really into netflix like what what was kind of your pandemic pleasure
0: oh we sat outside and enjoyed our backyard and for my birthday i got a double egg swing chair i like as a little girl I would be on the swing set forever and I would always try to get my swing to like wrap around pull. Never would. But You're right. So I told my husband, I was like, I need to swing. I miss swinging. So I got a double egg chair so he and I can sit out and swing together such a like an old married couple thing, but it really does de-stress me. So we did a lot more of that. Um, for us, our life didn't shift that much because I'm not a huge TV person. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, and we play games with our family but I think we just we got to stop when we got yeah. to because the kid act activities and between sports and band and scouts and carpool I mean, and holiday yeah <laughs> and now it's kind of picked back up and I'm like really do, yeah. do we can we finish a few of these things so they just get off our plate but
1: so. yeah, I love that. That's, oh, I love swinging. I know a lot of people who actually bought, invested in their backyards during the pandemic. Yeah. They were getting hammocks and all of a sudden they had, you know, outdoor chess sets that are huge, you know, so I love that. That's great. That's great. Um, and now the other side of that coin is yeah. what's something that people get carried away about that you can't stand? You can't wrap your head around it. You're like, no, I know I told you earlier it was kombucha for me, but you mentioned you took a cruise. And a cruise sounds terrifying to me.
0: I am actually not a cruise person, but it was the way that my mom and I could go see Alaska. So I am not cruisy. I don't get carried away with cruises. Um, I don't get carried away with reality TV unless it's like dance and song. Um, uh, What else do I not get carried away with? I don't watch like have you ever seen the posts that are like get an x or a point for all these tv series you've ever seen and i'm like what's that one and people so i'm always like out of the loop when everybody's like talking about yellowstone or you right know, such I a good know. show <laughs> <laughs> so i hear i just have not sat down to watch it and um so i i don't get carried away with those those things those big tv series that lasts forever and ever and ever. Yeah, I hear <laughs> you.
1: I don't think I've ever had anyone say that. So that's a new answer. I like that. Oh, yay. Yeah, that's a new one. And nobody said a swing. So <laughs> that's there two you go. That's two first for here on Get Carried Away. I love that. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for joining me. You have provided us with such a wealth of knowledge. Now I want to put in the show notes, where can
0: the people find you? What's
1: your handle? Share your website, all the things. Surely.
0: So Obviously, my name's Leslie Hassler. My business is Your Biz Rules. So our website's yourbizrules.com and I can be found on nearly every channel. Um, We do have a a Facebook group that's the Profitable Growth Strategies for Women Entrepreneurs. So that's a place where we play and do a lot of video and master classes and things like that. So just search us out on Facebook, either my name or Your Biz Rules and you will find me. I am not the photographer in New York though.
1: You know, there's a realtor in Ohio with Carrie Murray. I'm not her either.
0: <laughs> I know she has Leslie Hassler.com, and every every <laughs> once in a while somebody will tag her in social promo. And she she's like, This is not the right Leslie Hassler. Like,
1: right. Okay, girlfriend. So the realtor in Ohio also has Carrie Murray.com. <sighs> so I was like, dang it. So now I'm the Carrie Murray.com. <laughs> I couldn't get that domain and she wasn't giving it up.
0: <laughs> it's so much stronger with the, the though. I like right? it. Yep. The, like the one and only. <laughs> yeah. You need a walk up song for that. I do. I do. That's
1: maybe it's the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Take that Carrie Murray in Ohio. <laughs> Well, again, thank you so much. And like I said, you guys can actually meet and speak with Leslie in person at the Wealthy Women's Summit on August 25th and 26th. She's going to be spilling all the tea of where we're hiding all of our profitability. And I rhymed, that's it. Thank you, Leslie, for joining me.
0: Thanks. Bye.